0: To the refreshing word Of Calvary Baptist Church Accra In Jeremiah chapter 31 Verse 25 God says I'll refresh the weary And satisfy the faint Does God care about you? Do you need divine wisdom For living? Tune in to the refreshing words of Calvary Baptist Church as Rev. Dr. Fred Digby, the Senior Pastor, and other ministers share the Word of God with you. This is an every Saturday from 8 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And now, the message.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In our discussion and Bible study of the Gospel of Luke, today we come to chapter 7, reading from verse 11 to 17, Luke 7, 11 to 17, and I read, Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a city called Nain. His disciples and a large crowd were going along with him. As he approached the entrance to the city, a man who had died, was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. A large crowd gathered from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her. He told her, you can stop crying. Then he went up and touched the bear, and the men who were carrying it stopped he said, young man, I say to you, get up. The man who had been dead sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear gripped everyone, and they began to praise God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said, and God has helped his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea, and all the surrounding countryside. The Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. We read about Jesus, revealed in the Gospel according to Luke, Dr. Luke, who wrote to convince us and to persuade us and to help us put our faith and confidence in Jesus as the Son of the Most High, as the one worth worshipping, bowing down before him and knowing that when you put your faith and trust in him, you will never and never be disappointed. Luke's aim is to point you and I to the direction of knowing the right choice to make. that nothing in life should cause us to lose faith and hope in God, whether it is malaria or COVID or cancer or hepatitis or politics or persecution, nothing. To so separate us from the power of God, from the love of God. So today we see Jesus' great compassion and power. Why do people love Jesus? and Why must we continue to love him and worship him? The answer is simply that he was a man who had great compassion and had great power. You see, when we talk about compassion, it's a very important word. Compassion has been defined as your pain. In my heart, that you have a pain, but also feel it in my heart. The Lord must have felt the pain of those he ministered to as he moved from place to place. In fact, he knows the pain you and I would have eventually when we go to hell, when we decide to spend time away from God in this world, when we leave anyhow, and when we eventually we are condemned to eternal death, eternal hell away from God, Jesus knows it will be a terrible experience. That is the reason why he came, to offer you the gift of salvation. And I tell you, if you have not made that choice up to now, I encourage you, make that choice, because you would be the loser. He's a great God of compassion, a great God of love, the one who came so that you have life and have it in its fullness. Here we find this account. Jesus can meet the need of everybody. And he met the need of a soldier. But now we see him meeting the need of another woman. A woman whose child had died. A a very remarkable, very remarkable miracle that Jesus did. Luke wrote this so that his unbelieving friends and minds would know the great compassion and the power of Jesus to raise the dead. What what is happening here? When Jesus entered Nain, a small village that was about six miles from Nazareth, he went there to preach and to teach as usual. And there were many people who were following him and they pressed him. They were coming, the crowds were there. Some believed him, some didn't believe him. As it happens still today, when somebody is preaching and teaching the word of God, there are some who follow out of curiosity, some desire to find a fault, some want to be healed, some want to be touched, some admire the person, some go there, speak pockets, people do all kinds of things. And Jesus knows about all of this. But as Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John, he does not do anything except what he sees his father doing. He doesn't go anywhere, except in answer to prayer, God directs him where he should go. So what do we see here? He goes to Nain, and he sees this commotion. He sees people crying. The way the Bible describes it is so pathetic. When the Lord saw her, he felt great compassion on her because there was a great crowd, and they were crying. A mother's only son, had died, and they were about to go and bury him. And Jesus was touched. He had great compassion. And look, four things we are told about how he felt, things that made Jesus feel it. First, Jesus was touched by the death. He saw people who were mourning. The fact that people would die and go to hell, or die and be the breadwinner who would die, And leave the mother alone, touch Jesus. What a death. What a waste. How would this mother feel? But Jesus was also touched by the broken heart, the broken heart of the mother. Her situation was desperate. She was a widow, somehow probably old, and this was her grown son. He had just died, and now she would be left in the world alone, a world that was harsh to women. A world that was harsh to widows, a world that can be so cruel sometimes. People come and mourn with you, and cry with you. Sometimes we say it here is crocodile tears. They come to know what they can get out of you, or from you. And soon after the the burial or the funeral is over, they are gone. In this particular case, the family name would die with him, and is gone. She was broken, broken broken-hearted, full of hurt full of pain, without any hope. Jesus saw all of this and was touched and moved by compassion, touched by the mother's broken heart. But Jesus was also touched by the loving and caring woman, that she must have been quite a woman, a woman who touched her neighbors, a woman who was friendly, a woman who was loved by her community, because we are told that many people of the city were with her, they followed her. They loved her. They cared for her. And she was a community person. She was not a, low, a, a, a loner. She was loved by people. And the way they followed her was like that. Jesus said, no, this one, I have to do something. You see? Jesus cares about any and every situation. And when you care about others, God also would care about you. Then the Lord saw what was happening and decided that he would do something about it. The Lord saw her and had compassion and assured the woman. You see, it was the Lord. This is the first time Luke, we are told, uses the title Lord by itself. Luke is making the point that the Lord, the sovereign power of the universe, he saw this woman who was utterly broken-hearted. He was a God of all power, The creator who saw this woman, who saw the scenario and had mercy, had compassion on her. It was his compassion. It was shocking because he saw it. He probably knew why the person would have died. He knew that men are born to die because we live in sin. Whatever the source of this was, the death, the cause of death was Jesus. Jesus was willing to do something about it. There's something I learned some time ago. Somebody was sick, and he was told that the doc- by the doctors that they cannot do anything about it. And the person was brokenhearted. Then this chaplain walks in and said, yes, oh, how are you today? The person said, I'm, I'm finished. There's no hope for me. He said, what happened? So the doctors told me there's nothing they can do. The chaplain said, yeah, that's right. It's true. There's nothing you can do. Is that why you are sad? And the man said, You don't understand. I've come to the best hospital. I have money. I'm willing to pay what they want. And the doctors are telling me they cannot do anything. And what do you want me to do? I am about to die. I'm going to be in pain until I die. I'm broken. Then the chaplain pointed to him. and said, Did you say you are a Christian? He said, Yes. Do you believe that Jesus still lives? And the man said, lives to do what? Again, if the doctors say they can't do anything, how can he do anything? So, wow. Haven't you read and heard that Jesus is the great physician? Doctors have just told you what they cannot do. But they have not told you what God cannot do. You haven't heard what Christ can do. Can you put your faith and trust in God and pray to him and expect him to do something? Friend, what I'm saying is this. This woman's child had died. We were going to bury the child. Whatever the cause was, was not the issue. The child had died. And now, standing in the crowd and looking at this weeping woman, and looking at those who were following her, was Jesus, full of compassion, moved by compassion, the sovereign God who has all power, power to raise the dead, power to work miracles, Power to do anything that he wanted to move by compassion. And what he did, decided to do on that day. You guessed it. Decided to use his power to comfort this woman. And that power is still available today. And the Lord is touched by everything that we go through. Every infirmity that we go through touches him. He's a great high priest. He knows us. He knows our limitations. When we go through the pain, he's with us. But do you believe in his great power? Well, the power of Jesus was available to heal. When we read verses 14 and 15, we see what exactly the Lord did. Verse 14 tells us, Then he went up and touched the bear, and the men who were carrying it stopped, And he said, young man, I say to you, get up. 15. The man who had been dead sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him back to the mother. This is power, great power. Jesus did a number of things. And let's just see three that happened here. Three surprising things that Jesus did here. First, he proved that he had the power to bypass every traditional belief and limitation. The people of that day believed that a person became polluted by touching a corpse. The person became ceremonially unclean, would not be accepted by God. So Jesus moving and touching the bier or the body that Jesus touched. We we're wondering if he possessed powers, if he were a true Jew, He will know that touching the dead body, touching the dead body will pollute him. But here Jesus, moved by compassion, showing his power, he touched the dead body. What is he telling us here? He has the right and the power to override all their religious laws and beliefs because this were man-made laws and beliefs. They made those laws. They made those beliefs, but God can cancel them. He was a sovereign power, Power over religious beliefs, power over tradition, power over culture, power over death, power over life. That's why the first thing he showed, power to bypass their religious beliefs. But secondly, he showed that he had the power to stop the death processional. Why? Wow. The pallbearers were doing their job. They had finished their rituals and they were now marching to the cemetery. So he stopped them, They stood still. They obeyed his touch. Yes, when he touched the body, they felt something. Just compelled them to stand straight. They were willing to obey him. The willingness and obedience by the pallbearers and the mother was essential for Jesus to raise the son. Sometimes the Lord wants to help us, but we are not willing, we are not obedient. Even the little that he wants us to do, we are not willing to do it. Either to pray or to fast or to make a sacrifice or to forgive somebody their sins that the Lord will forgive you. You are not willing to do your part. Are you willing to do your part? The mother and the the funeral cortege, they were willing to stop and they stopped because they recognized the power and they were full of faith and anticipation. Friends, a lot of things happen when we expect God to move, when we are obedient the touch of God. But the third one we see here, that Jesus showed that he had the power to raise the dead. It was the command, a simple yet powerful word that raised the dead. What did he say? He simply said, young man, I say to you, get up. Young man, I say to you, get up. It looks like Luke just wants us to know that Power and authority does not come from a lot of ways. Jesus had a power bank, if I may say. His power came from the connection we have with the Father, the confidence in the, with the Father, the long prayers he said to his Father that he knew in the mind and the will of his Father. He told the woman, you can stop crying. He just told the woman, you can stop crying. The woman was wondering, what does he mean? Later, he told a young man, young man, I say to you, get up. And he got up. It was a command, a simple command, a powerful word, a word that was not just word, but was backed by power and backed by action. That is the Lord that you and I serve. See, for we are told, yeah, well, he said earlier in John 11, verse 25 to 27, He told Martha, Mary who were weeping, said that I am the resurrection and the life. He that lives and believes in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Believe you this? He said, I believe, I believe. Now there is this woman who saw it, who saw that Jesus has the answer. Jesus is able to do what he says he will do. But what was the result of what Jesus did? What was the response? It's interesting to see the response. There was great fear of the people. The word fear means a fear of reverence, of awe. Seeing the dead man sit up and speak, struck fear in their hearts. They had never seen such a thing before. So what did they do? They glorified God. They began to glorify God. Singing hallelujah, praise the Lord, what a God we serve. That was the appropriate response. Glorifying God, that God is among us, God's favor is here. Then they secondly believed that Jesus was the great prophet. Because this doesn't happen every day. They knew the child was dead, the woman's child was dead, and we going to bury him. Stop, he stopped. Young man, I say to you, get up. This is not like a magician doing a trick or anybody just opening, uh, opening a, a controversy. They stop and waiting for the thing to happen. They saw it, and they believed that Jesus was a great prophet. Then they acknowledged that God was dealing with them. There was a widespread revival from place to place all over Israel. The message of John the Baptist had been heard by multitudes that they should repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus was now touching their lives. Scores of people were being touched. The dead is now raised to show that what John was saying is true. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. My friend, you who are listening to me, if you hear the word of God and you're hearing this, and I believe that the Lord is using it to touch you, will you turn from sin and turn to God, turn to Christ? There are many who are afraid of many, many things, but I'm telling you today, what Jesus did, was only an example of what he's still doing. He's still reviving people today. I met a brother who was telling me, Pastor, I went through COVID. It was very difficult. But what kept me alive was faith in God. The Lord is not my time to die. Lord, I will live. I will live. I will live to declare your goodness. Say he did all that he was supposed to be doing, but he still confessed the fact that Jesus is the resurrection, is the life. He believes in him. He's the great prophet. He's the great healer. And his confidence level was so high. No wonder, when he came out, all those around him in the hospital put their faith and trust in God, or at least was raised to another level. That's what happened. The people who saw this, they bore witness everywhere. They went everywhere, sharing the word of God. Verse 17, this news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. They carry the message everywhere that he's the Lord, he's the king, he's the savior, he has come so that we may have life and have it in his abundance. Friend, that same Jesus is alive today. That same Jesus wants you to turn your heart and come to him because he's a great God. What we learn today, we learn about Jesus who is a God of compassion and authority. We see the God, Jesus says the God of compassion and authority. He saw a man who was dead. He saw a mother who was broken hearted. He saw people who were lovingly, caringly were going to bury their loved ones. Bury this loved one. They couldn't do anything to help this woman. But Jesus did. dead. He stopped. He bypassed the traditional belief. He touched the body. And yet he wasn't polluted. He can still touch you wherever you are, just by faith. Speak the word, Lord, touch me. He will touch you. He stopped the funeral procession, and he raised the dead. in simple, powerful prayer. Is that the God you believe in? And there was great fear, not fear to hide, but they were were so excited to tell everybody what the Lord has done for them. Oh, I invite you, if the Lord is the God of your life, Let all men and women know that he lives and reigns forever. If God has done so much for you, will you just continue to praise him? My faith has found a resting place, not in device nor creed. I trust the ever-living God. You trust him, that he is your God, your king, and he will do it for you as well. And will you bear witness of his coming to everyone? Friends, Easter is just around the corner. When people ask you what Easter is about, it's about the the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But before the eventual physical resurrection of everybody, anybody who believes in Him, He's still in the business of giving you hope, of giving you life, of showing compassion to you, or using you as a channel to show compassion to those who need to receive love, and mercy from him. Proclaim him as a king of kings. Proclaim him as the lord of laws. Proclaim him as the one who is coming again you. And this is the message we bear. That Jesus came to save all who put their faith and trust in him. And is waiting for you to make that commitment. He's waiting for you to draw the attention of the world to him. Will you do that? Let us pray. Jesus, I thank you for your loving kindness so powerfully demonstrated even on an occasion like this that we read about. Help me to be a channel of blessing to those who are around me. But for any who do not know you, Lord Jesus, may they come to know you and serve you as Lord and Savior. What a God you are. We can always trust you that you start and you finish it. That's why we have faith and trust in you. You alone be glory, praise, and honor, now and forevermore. Amen.
0: This has been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digney, our Senior Pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station we are in Adabraka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwamekuma Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp That's 200 181 Six eight zero. Visit us online at www.calvibaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana, at yahoo.com.